0: You are listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that looks at lesbian and queer women on big and small screens. This season we are delving into the global phenomenon of and Tina. I'm Sheena, my pronouns are she, her.
1: Hi everyone, excited to be here. Monica McCowan, my pronouns are she, her as well, and I am a lesbian author and Juliantina super superfan and aficionado, I guess, which is why I was invited to be on this podcast, but uh, extremely excited to, to get to relive one of my favorite fandoms that I've ever been a part of. When
0: we left off last time, big bad guns were being pointed at Val And as she was about to drive into her home, she
1: was kind of kidnapped. So now we see what actually happens to her. So not kind of kidnapped, definitely kidnapped. But the nice thing is they take her back to her own home. So she doesn't have to go to like a secondary strange location on top of it all. And I'll be completely honest, before we get into this, these are some of my least favorite scenes for many, many reasons. One, I'm not like a huge action type person. I'm here for the pure romance and the angst. So these are very important to the story, but you know, when I'm going back and doing a rewatch, I might skip over these or, you know, they're not the scenes that I flock to. It's like a lot of men with guns telling my baby what to do. And like, I just don't need that in my life, you know?
0: Yeah, and there's also a threat of rape later on, just so that you all know. Um, that is coming. It doesn't actually happen, but there's a threat of it and at the time it's quite emotional. So heads up on that. You know, there's a bunch of guys with guns outside the door basically telling them to let him in. And now we cut to inside the house and what's happening. And this chick what's this chick's name, the blonde one? Lucia. She gets onto the phone, I think it's the guys at the gate phoning her. And she tells them to let in the car because they've got Val.
1: Because Val's kind of a means to an end. I think they really want Lucia. And if you remember, in the very beginning, she actually got kidnapped. And that's when Val and Lucho were still together. And they got into a fight about it because he wasn't being, you know, really supportive about the situation but this is unfortunately a a thing that is happening in their world and not the first time on the show already that it's happening yes
0: so Val's had a kidnapping on her side with this chick and Jules had a kidnapping with her mother so there's just a lot of kidnapping already and now Val's being kidnapped and sort of held hostage in her and home the guy's as they come in, they put all the security, you know, Val's family security up against the wall. They shoot the main security guy point blank in front of everyone. It's chaos. Lots of danger music. Val is close up of her. She's just terrified. She's crying.
1: She's holding her hands in front of her face. You know what? Now that we're watching this, I remember the actual reason why I can't really watch these scenes. And it's because these men disgust me. Um, I, like, the intonation of that guy and the way he calls her princess and, like, uh, everything about him makes me want to just, like, throw up. He's very good in these scenes, but not a fan whatsoever. I think that's the point. I think he's supposed to be the big bad guy. He's just so
0: smarmy. Oh, he is, and he keeps touching Velvet Yeah. And it's like, I really don't like that. It just gives me the creeps yeah, completely. It's,
1: it's all just, like, disgusting. And, yeah, I understand what they're trying to do, and I know that this show isn't glamorizing anything like that, and I, you know, I take it as a... I know inherently that it's a good thing when you watch something and it elicits those emotions in you, but I don't have to like them. Indeed.
0: It's funny, as... Uh, as life becomes, you know, harder and harder, I find myself not wanting to watch anything that elicits that kind of emotions because I feel like real life elicits enough of that.
1: Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, you and I go back and forth. You like a broader range of lesfic books and I'm just here for like pure romance. I don't really, I mean, I want it to have a plot, but I, yeah. I mean, I almost exclusively, for my enjoyment reading, it's just like 95% contemporary romance.
0: You know, I read this book. um, It wasn't lesfic, but it was just, it was so gory. It was blood and raw sex and, like, gore. And it was about, like, vampires revolting. And it was, like, it was three short stories in a, in a, a short novella type of thing. And it was so beautifully written that I just wanted to rub myself on the language because it was just magnificent. But it was, it was like hectically gory, hectically graphic, but it was beautiful. You've got to open yourself to the world, Monica.
1: You just made the <laughs> point that you don't want your emotions to be challenged right now.
0: It's true. It's a terrible, terrible conflict within myself. All right, so back to Julie and Tina, right? I don't know. I forget her name again. Uh, Lucia, thank you. Lucia's phoning Jacob and saying to him that she's alone in the house. These bad guys have come. She doesn't see Fabrizio, or rather, her and Silvino are alone in the house, and she's terrified. And the, something bad is ca- happening. So she's having a conversation with him now, and he's coming to the rescue. And he says, "Tries to try to rescue Valentina." Oh shame and now we also discover that sylvina's husband is also missing so the two women are flapping about inside the house i'm not entirely sure what they're doing here okay but the big bad dude walks in and this other dude's got val like got a hand around val's neck very possessively holding her she looks terrified lucia asks this dude like what does he want and he says i want a lot of things and then he starts like a whole speech uh, and then now now he's threatening. Now he says, I don't know if I should have sex with you or with the beautiful little princess of the house. And then he grabs Val by the face and like...
1: Yeah, I don't know how much of this like empty air you're going to cut out, but if you don't, everybody, I'll just update on what I'm doing. I'm staring at the screen, making a horribly disgusted face because that's all I think you really can do in these situations. But yeah, it's... It's kind of a casual affair. They're all just standing around the house and they have guns and everything. Lucia's doing a really good job of not kind of showing that she's afraid.
0: And she says, if you're referring to last night's call, then I've got to apologize. It wasn't the right tone to use with you. And I'm just like, okay, so there's something going on between them. And this is why he's here, obviously. So she's saying, let's talk and fix this between us. Whatever's going on, she obviously knows this dude. And Val's just kind of caught up in it. So as far as the Val-Jules conversation goes, Val just happens to be caught up in this moment in time. It actually doesn't really affect, like it's not part of her plot per se.
1: It becomes part of it. Well,
0: it's a catalyst for what happens to her, but it's not, you know, her overarching
1: thing. Well, her overarching plot is falling in love with her soulmate. I can't even really look at the screen during these scenes, so if there's anything you need me to say, just tell me.
0: (laughs) Lucia is trying to sort of talk him down, and he's being very violent with her. He's grabbing her by the throat, he's holding a gun to her, he's threatening to kill everybody. It's not very fun to watch. So we're just going to let this play, so that we don't have to. Monica's like literally looking away.
1: He's disgusting.
0: On the plus side, this does resolve in in an okay manner, ultimately. There's a lot of chaos happening right now. A lot of guys with guns. So this dude, um, Servando, I think his name is, wants to have tequila. He wants to have sex. He wants to eat nice food. Like he's pretty, what do you call it when somebody wants to kind of uh, show off their power by like pissing on something. That's what he's doing, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't, I've never seen that. She's literally in bed with a dude. He's one of the hitmen. Yes, and I know he's the other one,
1: the one that kidnaps. um. Yeah. That's why (gasps) everything. (laughs) Okay, let's take a step back. So they, we cut from the Carvajal house to a phone call with Ava. And Ava, who we know is married to world's best man, Mateo, is not in bed with world's best man, Matteo. She is in bed with who we will know later to be, and if you've already watched all of the scenes on the show, one of the hitmen who becomes a larger part of the show. So one of the bad guys, categorically, if we're putting them into boxes.
0: He's the dude, though, that Jewel spoke to on the phone when her mother was kidnapped. So you know him yes, already Okay. that. Yes,
1: yeah, so, yeah. you know, he's just like in bed on his phone and she's learning that Her house has been infiltrated and her sister's kidnapped. Ava is such a hypocrite talking to my baby Valentina in all sorts of bad ways about how she's not going to let her do this to the family and what would people think and blah, blah, blah. And she's off having sex with a member of the cartel that is, like, running amok and causing chaos in Mexico and chaos in their lives. And, you know, I just think we needed to say that. I know everybody gets it, but I think that's kind of messed up. So I just wanted to to put that out there.
0: So the phone call she's on right now while she's sitting in bed with her lover is from her husband, who's saying, don't go to the house, I'm going to call the cops. And then she's like, no, I'm going to go there right now. And he's like, I already said, don't come, stay somewhere safe. And then she's like, don't worry, I'm in a safe place. So now her lover wants to know what's going on. So that's interesting. So her boyfriend, um, when she tells him who's in her house, he shakes his head disapprovingly and then picks up his phone to make a phone call. So I'm guessing that they're not on the same side, him and the other bad guys.
1: I mean, I think the only real side is money and power. Yeah, but they I don't think they're from the same cartel. Mm. I don't know. Like I said, I really have a, a deficit in talking about these episodes just because they're... Ugh. Everything about them.
0: Shame. Now we get to Lucia sitting with Val and she's apologizing. She's saying, I'm so sorry, you shouldn't be going through this. Val's just, like, broken.
1: Yeah, and this is going to... So one of the really good things this show does is they don't gloss over things super quickly, like things that have monumental impacts on the characters. So like this experience isn't going to be something that like Val gets over in 30 minutes and just pretends like it never happens. And you can see everything about the way she is right now, you know, she and... Juliana just broke up and then she went to Ava's office and, you know, yelled at her and told her everything bad that's going to happen is your fault. And now she got kidnapped. So, like, it's been kind of a day for her and she's not handling it super well. Well, okay, this is an interesting um, and
0: strange uh, sort of happening here. So Big Bad goes and gets tequila... And then he goes and kneels next to Lucia. Like all valiantly. Like like, you know when you're about to propose to someone. You go down on one knee. That kind of thing. And then he like takes her hand. And he leads her off. And he's talking badly of Val's dead father. Who everybody thinks is dead. But isn't actually dead.
1: And he's
0: making Lucia drink.
1: I don't quite know what he's. And he seems to want to woo her. You know I get the sense that. He doesn't like that, you know, because what he does is technically illegal, he's kind of looked down on. And I think he doesn't like that he doesn't carry the same sway and the same pool as people who are more respected, but as he's telling Lucia, just as corrupt in the country. And I think that, you know, he's calling out the hypocrisy As he sees it. Yeah. Well, he wants the same respect that Leon had. Right. And that's, you know, I think he's in Leon's house. He's drinking Leon's tequila. He's, you know, trying to woo his wife. You think he's trying on that lifestyle like you would,
0: you know, slip on a pair of shoes. This is this is mine now.
1: I think he's arguing that they are more alike than they are different. You know, because he even says to her, I don't need this house. I could build 10 of these houses. I have the money to do that. He's making the argument that they are the same. And yeah, he's corrupt. But so is every person that lives in a house like this to have gotten, you know, in Mexico where they've gotten. So there seem to be in this show, there is Alacron, who's the one that Ava is sleeping with. And there's this guy whose name I will never intentionally learn, so I'm not sure what it is. Um, and then there's Johnny, who we almost never see, but is like the actual foil and is the the man that Lucia worked out killing Leon with. So there are actually a number of like bad guys running around um and I think you know one of the things is how they all intersect in the plot but it could be just everybody's doing their own thing which creates a lot of chaos and drama throughout the the duration of the show because of it. Indeed
0: we don't see the last one you mentioned very often in the the Jules and Val storyline at all I think we see him like in two shots. All right so now we we cut to Jacob is running through the forest with his gun that he got like behind the house or behind the property or something like that and we cut to a memory of when he was still in his original body as Val's dad talking to Val she snuck out of the property and it's it's sort of like he's he's having that father-daughter chat where he's kind of disciplining her and being You know, you can't do this sort of thing, but also having a sweet father daughter moment with her.
1: She's so sweet. She's like, I'm sorry that I snuck out and I'm not going to do it. But also, you know, he's nicer to her kind of than he would need to be because it's super dangerous. If there's a way to get in and out of the compound unnoticed, that's kind of a problem for security. So he says he wants her to do three things for him.
0: First, promise that you won't do that again. And she's so sweet. She like, big eyes. Yes, daddy. And the second thing. Tell me how you did it without security seeing you. And she doesn't want to because then she's worried he's going to get upset with her. (laughs) And he says he won't. But he says, maybe one of these days I'll need to escape the house like that. And this actually turns out to be pivotal because it allows him to get back into the property. And it's actually a
1: very cute moment between them. And she's so pleased. Like, the look on her face. It's just a little kid. And she's, like, explaining it with hand gestures, how she got out. In a really bad, you know, couple of scenes, like, this is a shining, shining bright spot where we just get to pretend, like, everybody isn't being kidnapped and devastated.
0: And then the third thing he wants is a kiss. And she gives him a big hug. And it's a very cute moment. And then we cut back to him now in a different body sneaking into the property using the same method she used to sneak out.
1: And GA is with Renata and they're kind of doing their own thing at this point. We haven't seen him in a while because, you know, he's made the decision to leave because Ava doesn't support him wanting to be with Renata. But Ava calls him. The family has all kind of got to come together now because the house has been taken over. And I don't know that Ava so much cares about Lucia, but she definitely cares about Val. Everybody
0: seems to care about Val. Nobody's even asked about Lucia.
1: Well, Lucia's their stepmother. And so Val would. If Val had not been kidnapped, she would have asked about her.
0: Yes, absolutely. So we cut to Jules now. And her mom comes in and her mom asks her something. And basically Jules just says, Mom, please leave me alone and close the door. She's still heartbroken. She's still wearing the necklace. And she tries to do a video chat with Val. But Val is currently sitting on the couch surrounded by these armed dudes. And there's like a little feast on the table now that this big bad dude has made Savina bring out for everybody. Why is he pouring out the alcohol?
1: For her dead husband pouring one out. Uh, he looks, he's a strange dude. Yeah, he kind of looks like evil Santa Claus. That's,
0: a, <laughs> that's an excellent description. <laughs> I hate him. There's a dog barking.
1: Whose dog is that? We've never seen that dog. No. The show's usually really, really good with, like, continuity and not messing stuff up, but that's got to be one of the hitmen's dog. Because they've never had a dog.
0: In the meantime, Jacob sneaks past. The call goes through to Val. One of the guys with the guns hears Val answering the call, grabs the phone, throws it away. And then Jules in the meantime can see all this like chaos happening. So he grabs the phone, smashes it with a butt of his gun. Jules sees this and big eyes. She can't like, what's going on? Jacob, in the meantime, is now sneaking back into the property. Wow, this is a very long and and complicated process of sneaking in. For the dramatic effect. <laughs> Indeed.
1: And I think for the side of the viewer, you know, the way you're watching this, if you're watching it live or watching the whole show, is the ante kind of keeps getting upped as he's getting closer, and you wonder which is going to happen first. Will he be able to rescue them in time? I think this is where it switches over to a little bit more of like a quintessential action, like superhero type thing uh, where he needs to go in and save the day. And now we see him hit a guy with the butt of his handgun. Yeah. But, you know, he just incapacitates him good guy, Hakobo, like, and takes his gun and runs off. He doesn't shoot him. And if the roles were reversed, you know, a, a person in the cartel would have knocked him out and then shot him. And then he's, so now they're back in the house and they are asking Valentina, you know, who was on the phone? Who did you call? Was it your family? And she says no, but then she doesn't say, you know, who it was. She says it was a friend. I love how when they're going to kidnap, they just like let them wear whatever outfit they want. So like that one dude's wearing all denim, <laughs> <laughs> which is just like I can't get over it. I'm like, you're going to kidnap today, and that's what you chose to wear. What should he wear?
0: All leather with straps, BDSM look. <laughs>
1: I don't know, but at least, I mean, I guess they are just like dressed casually. So they do almost blend in better than if they were all wearing different things. But they're like all fairly trendy. I think Hakubo is wearing all denim too. All denim is like a thing. Yeah, but he looks good in all denim. Yeah,
0: he's great. And he found, so he comes up now. Okay, wait, there's lots of things happening. So then we cut briefly to Jules. She's leaving to come rescue Val. I don't know what she's thinking, but there you have it. True love's, you know, winged horse. Uh, she obviously hasn't told her mother about the whole thing. She's just like, no, she's, you know, leaving. And Lupe's like, what is going on? And then we cut back to the house outside and Jacob has found. I think this is um, Sylvina's husband. Sibiriel. Yes. And he's cowering, please don't kill me, please don't kill me. And now, what was he ended up doing? He gave him a key so that he could get into the house. Oh. Okay, this is interesting. So now we're back with Ava, and Ava's telling her boyfriend to send men in to go rescue Valentina. And he's like, no, this doesn't make any sense. He's saying, basically, if his guys go in, it's going to be a bloodbath, and he can't guarantee anybody's lives.
1: Yeah, and it seems like they, you know, it's more than just sex. Seems like they might have feelings for each other and also be in business together a little bit.
0: Well, he definitely says, do you want them to discover our business dealings? So there's definitely something other than just sex going on here. And he also won't let her leave. He says she's safer there. And he's being all delightful and ordering her to stay. Macho. So now Fel's brother wants to run off to go rescue her.
1: Yeah, basically the whole family's in a tizzy. Now that I think this was very different than when Lucia got kidnapped the first time because one, it was just her and two, it was like out of the home. So I don't even think that they really knew for a while where they could even go to find her. But this is very different in that they all know where Valentina is so everybody's kind of descending on the compound even though it's the most dangerous place to be which is scary but also very sweet in a way because they are willing to do anything to protect her and Ava's not there yet but Ava's like trying to organize other men to go there and get her out. Baguille is and then you know Juliana as well wants to go save her gear puts his shoes on and he
0: wants to rush off and his girlfriend is i'm coming with you and he's no no you can't be in danger this is a family matter so she just looks at him and she's like well i'm coming with you we're together that's how it is so then he decides it's better that they sit and wait it's so funny shame she's very sweet she's also way too good for him (laughs) so (laughs) all right now we cut to the cops and there's like a gunfight going on there's mateo
1: Mateo got a bulletproof vest.
0: We, he- I'm guessing Mateo rocked up. The cops were there. They made him put a bulletproof vest on because he wasn't gonna leave. Cause there he is with his cell phone, sort of crouching behind the car, chatting to his wife on the phone. Him and Eva having a conversation. She's saying, "What about all the gunshots?" He's saying, "Yes, the the cops and the bad guys are shooting each other." She's not worried about him being shot even though he's right in the middle of the gunfire, she's worried about Val
1: being shot. Yeah, she is so ambivalent to his existence. Poor Mateo. So there's cops being shot to
0: death. They're not very good at shooting because all the bad guys are still standing. Well, the bad guys have the high ground. And there comes Jules. Yes, Jules, well done. She's running around behind the cops
1: Literally and in the line And has decided to wear, like, wedge sandals today. So she has, like, two or three-inch <laughs> heels. She's literally running right through all the gunfire to Mateo. The thing you need to take away from this is that it's a gesture. It's a bold gesture of love. That's what you should take. But, she, yeah, she looks like an idiot. I love her. But a horrible idea um could not but possibly could not have been worse
0: come on you come wandering around the corner and there's all these people firing sure you're gonna run right into the midst of that so that you can go crouch behind a car
1: also who brought her there again in the spirit of continuity issues which this show almost never has She gets there pretty darn quickly and in the beginning we know that she like lives far away and has to take buses and I think Sylvina's house like isn't that close now so how did she get there so quickly? Did she take a cab?
0: (laughs) I would like to know. So now we catch Lupe she's talking to I think Panchito on the phone and she's saying she thinks that her daughter's in danger. She looks rather concerned about it.
1: And I don't know if this was a translation thing, but just to touch on really quickly, Panchito says she's probably with her boyfriend or went to see her boyfriend. (laughs) And I don't know what the implication of that was. I just, I kind of want to bring it up that how oblivious, and I think that's kind of the point that people can be like so oblivious even when something's right in front of them if they don't want to see it because she has never really been seen with a boy except maybe Sergio. Like she talks about Valentina all the time. She comes back from a day they were supposed to be, that they saw each other and then just emotionally shuts down and yet the assumption is she must have run off to see her boyfriend when in reality she is running into spray of bullets to try and save the woman who she's not even technically together with anymore.
0: Yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah. Jacob has finally actually made it into the house. <laughs> like, this took him a while. Like, Jules managed to get from her house to this house before he managed to get from the bottom of the There's garden. There's my
1: denim on denim, bud. <laughs> it's nice, though, because he does, like... um His pants are the same kind of denim, but his shirt is like an ombre denim. So it's really nice because it all, there's like a continuity there in the outfit. I don't like the majority of the men on the show, but I really like their fashion sense.
0: Uh, And it's one of the reasons we love and appreciate you, Monica. So he's fought his way into the house, punched some dude, the denim on denim dude. And now the three women. So it's. Val and Lucia and Sylvina are sitting on the couch huddling together, looking terrified.
1: Bad Santa's causing a ruckus. Yes,
0: Jules. What did you think was going to happen when you ran into a firefight, honestly?
1: Oh my god. We have been so blessed to not see this idiot for a while. But he's back, the detective. Montoya, or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) This, okay, and yeah, not only is bad Santa like really gross but this is just like the confluence of like all the shitty men in this show coming together and like usually you're not inundated with like that much of it or they're just like in a scene but you have both of your babies in it and yeah this is really these are ensemble scenes where everybody's in it and there's a lot going on and I'm not about it.
0: Uh, so a cop gets shot next to jules and she has like a minor heart attack and this is what i was saying this was like what do you think is gonna happen when you run into a firefight jules bad santa is now holding a gun to one of his own guys heads and yelling at him about something oh and now he grabs val
1: okay also just related to bad santa doesn't it kind of look like the pockets on the back of his khakis are fake I just see, like, the flap for it to, like, button, and I don't... I think it's, like, a fake, like, you know, on women's pants, how they put those awful fake pockets. I think oh. it's fake. It's
0: it's possible. I'm very busy watching... Ooh, bad Santa just got shot. Yeah, twice. So, bad Center had Val in front of him with a gun to her head, and... Jacob comes in with a gun pointed at him. Val knocks Bad Santa's gun away, ducks down. Jacob shoots Bad Sense twice. Bad Sense goes down. But in the process, bad guys come into the room, shoot Jacob.
1: Well, yeah. So the important thing, I think, also at the beginning is Hakobo comes in using all denim as a human shield. Oh, did and he? And okay. yes, And then Bad Santa shot his own man to get him out of the way so that he could kill Hakobo, which I think just points to kind of the ruthlessness of the cartel members. So he shoots his own guy, and then only then, before he can get another shot off, does Hakobo shoot him, but then Bad Santa's guys shoot Hakobo, but then luckily the police... Come in very quickly after, so Hakabo gets to have this moment of bravery and doing the right thing because like he and Lucia got like this whole side thing going on where she's falling back in love with her dead husband, even though she had him killed. But it ends well overall. It's a v- very dramatic series of events.
0: Vel is at least still alive, even though she was like literally in the middle of this last bit of gunfights. Now. The cops have swarmed all over the place and Jules is trying to get into the property. She stopped by one of the cops and he's saying, you can't go in. She's like, but she's a friend of Valentina, please. And he's just like, no, you have to go. So she sort of goes a little bit off looking for a way in, but it's important that she hangs out there for a minute because the paramedics are going to arrive and they take Jacob out and this is where she sees him for the first time.
1: Yeah, there are a lot of important things that are happening here. And I think just zooming out in the world of Juli and Tina, Val doesn't know that she's there, but she is, you know, so even though they're broken up, it's obvious that she still cares and she would do anything to try and help her. But yes, her going there is a catalyst for her finally seeing Hakovo, who has her father's body. Yes. And we haven't seen what's his face in a really long time. Who is what's his face? Her actual dad.
0: Uh yes. I get the feeling though that he has been chatting to Lupita at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So now everybody in the family is getting caught up on the fact that everybody's okay. Kia just got a phone call. Here we see what's his name. The dude
1: you were talking about the th- Johnny Johnny Corona. Oh, seriously?
0: Yeah. It's hilarious.
1: Oh, he's such a tool.
0: Yeah, so Jules tries to get his attention and tries to get him to let her in, and he
1: just keeps walking. I comfort myself again by saying that, like, they have to keep her out there because she has to see Hakabo. Like, that's important to the plot development at this point. But also, this is very similar and parallel to when she went back that day early in their friendship and they wouldn't let her in. She was on the outside of things. And that is very very much what we are seeing now that you know Johnny came up and like said the right thing and he got in, but Jules is not allowed in. Even though all she would want right now is to see her baby.
0: I wish this was video so that people could see your expression as you said that.
1: Oh god. <laughs> Tiberio's honesty. He's like, I saw a bunch of guys. I got scared.
0: <laughs> Shame. He's like a groundskeeper or something. He's certainly not a superhero. Right. Okay, Lupe is making a phone call. I think she's trying to find Jules. Yeah, Jules.
1: Where did Jules fit that phone?
0: During the phone call to her mother, uh, mom's trying to find out if Jules is okay. Jules says she's fine, but as she's talking to her mother, she sees them bring out jacob and to the ambulance and she calls chino which is like her father and a body bag comes out too and jules just like hits a complete panic thinks that it's val for a minute and then she hears over the radio system of the cops that it's the body of the bad guy and still they won't let her in
1: But her, you know, her world has just been rocked. In about 10 seconds, she saw Chino at the house. And then she thought that Valentina had died. She finds out she's not dead. But she still, you know, can't comfort her, do anything. And, like, I get it. But when this was happening live, the fandom, with good reason, was just, like, so upset. Because Juliana went there and tried to be there for her and wanted to help, and they wouldn't let her in. So it's one of those kind of Shakespearean things where Valentina thinks that Juliana didn't come and that she's alone. And it's, I think, exacerbating all of the bad things that have happened today. Because she's still heartbroken, you know, in spite of being kidnapped and all this other stuff happening. You know, she still got her broken.
0: Yeah. Now there's... um a gathering of the siblings everybody's hugging each other everybody's okay Bell is devastated I think that's where we're gonna stop today because that's a full arc then that we watched of the the kidnapping
1: and whatnot yeah we did great today we did because we just
0: let it run because we didn't want to actually talk about anything super specific
1: no I'm almost sad that bad santa died because I really liked that nickname bad
0: santa was I think the perfect nickname for that dude yeah like well done You're listening to Lesbians On Screen. I'm Sheena and I'm joined today by author Monica McKellen. Monica, can you tell listeners where they can find you online?
1: Very socially active online. Uh, Just depends on what channel. Uh, So Twitter is... My jam, if you want to communicate with me and have the best probability that I will communicate back. So it's at Monica McCallan, and that's on Twitter. I do have a Facebook fan page and I have a website, www.monicamcallan.com. But for sure, if you're looking to hang out and engage and chat about stuff, Twitter is where you can find me.
0: Thank you for listening to Lesbians on Screen, a podcast that delves into the world of queer women on big and small screens. Join us next week as we continue discussing the global phenomenon that is Juliantina. If you love this podcast, then rate us 5 stars on Apple Podcasts and help other fans find us.